April, April. I, I lived this life during the lockdown. I work for a movie promotions company, and we were at those drive-ins. Because of Michael B. Jordan, he put together a summer series, and, and we made sure that we had cars inside those drive-ins. And when I watched oh, that's this... that's right. Yeah, I remember that series. Oh, yep. my God. This series is such a major piece of my life. I just could not get enough of this. <laughs> yeah, well, it's good. I mean, once you go to the drive-in and have that experience, it, it creates a great memory. And um, usually people will go back and, and do it more. So that's part of what I'm trying to bring the attention with this film to, you know, it's in the title. Go back to the drive-in. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what was so funny about the experience is that I, I was at the ticket window. And, and the thing is, is that I would have to educate people on where their, their radio was. And they would point to their smartphone. No, the radio, the dashboard. And they would look at me going... What the heck are you talking about? And it, because they're so used to listening to to their smartphone. Yes. Yeah, there is a little bit of uh, of training about how drive-in etiquette, how to use all your things, how to get your headlights to go out. That That is a whole thing at the drive-in. <laughs> or learning how to order food, go sit in your car, we'll figure this out. And and that's what I love. You put focus on that, where they were taking things out to the car. And I mean, and, and that's what I love. It, it, it really showcased the employees at, at a drive-in. Yeah, I wanted to go behind the scenes because it, it really is a whole thing that, you know, we show up for the show, but at the drive-in, they are there early in the afternoon. They have to mow the lawn. They have yep. to get the food ready. There's, you know, there's a lot that is involved in it. Getting all the people in for the rush, getting everybody through the snack bar, getting the movie up on the screen. And then finally, about midnight, they, they can take a little breather <laughs> unless they have an intermission and then they're still going during that. Um, so, yeah, I wanted to show all the effort that goes in behind the scenes to keep these places going. And we were doing double feature. I mean, it wasn't just one movie. We sat there through that double feature and, and then yeah, we could all go Yeah, most drive-ins do double features. That's, that's a benefit, but almost all of them do show double features. So, yeah, so you, then you have the whole snack bar rush in between the two movies. So, yeah, it's a whole night. It's a whole night. I love the way that the drive-in owners started to realize that, hey, it's more than movies. We can put concerts out here. We can we can bring in the preachers they can do their church services and stuff but the, the thing about it is is that when we would do our movie promotions all of their trash was still around so we found ourselves picking up that trash so that our guests for that for the drive-in that night would would come into a clean world I know. Isn't that terrible? I mean, they try to remind people to take your trash with you or to put it in the trash cans. But um, but yeah, the maintenance of drive-ins, that's the thing that, you know, people don't really think about. Um, it's a, you know, most of them are pretty large and have a pretty big car capacity. So that's a lot of people, um, you know, that hopefully treat the place respectfully that's part of what i'm trying to get across in the movie too so that they realize these are family-owned businesses mm -hmm. and um and just sort of supporting them in a, in a positive way really is important and the employees their friends their family members their cousins i mean it, it really is run by the family yeah yeah there's hardly any corporate owned drive-ins even if they have more than one drive-in location they're family-owned businesses but the family has a couple drive-ins or, or more and um and yeah i grew up in a family-based business my family's was a roller rink and it was very similar so when i started getting to know drive-in owners it was the same business you're still dealing with families with the public you still have a snack bar you're putting on something every night and I had a lot of empathy for what they what they do. Speaking of that snack bar, I think one of the biggest changes, and I'm glad that you put focus on it, was that they could get a mixed drink at the snack bar. They had a little mini bar outside. 
Yeah, it depends on the drive-in and the regulations. But yeah, people are usually surprised to find that out. But there's a fair amount of drive-ins now that do have um, have alcohol available. Um, you know, it's the same idea as going to a restaurant that you can have, you know, something to eat at a drive-in and see a movie and um, and some in some cases have a have a cocktail or a drink. So now, when you were out there during during the lockdown, did you? Because you know, I mean, I know when I was at Hounds and when I was in uh, in, in Albemarle, they they actually had barriers on the ground of how far we could travel outside our car. Did you, did you run into that as well? Oh, that must have been a pandemic thing. Yeah. I think it just depended on the drive-in and sort of the local restrictions. Some of the drive-ins out here in California, you literally had to park a space apart. Yep. So, so you couldn't even park next to each other. They had the vehicles socially distancing. Um, so it really, yeah, it really depended um, how far you had to stay apart. But, but that was the benefit that you could be outside. You could go see a movie and not be close to other people. So that, that is a benefit. And the reality of it all when it comes to back to the drive-in is the fact that you do put focus on on how tough it is to run these drive-ins. I mean, we're losing hounds in Kings Mountain. They, they're they going to close. And this was yes, a four... Yes, I saw that. Oh my God, yeah. that breaks my heart. That just... Because it's a beautiful place. Yeah, I know. It's heartbreaking. And we just lost, I'm in Los Angeles, the Mission Tiki. That's one of the drive-ins featured in the film. They just closed a few weeks ago. There's a, there's a lot of turbulence right now. There's a, there's drive-ins closing, but there's also brand new ones opening and also ones that have been closed for years that are reopening right now. So I'm holding out hope that we end up going up a little bit, but it might take a couple years for the dust to settle on some of the changes in the industry right now. Well, don't you think that, you know, like like it was mentioned inside the, the documentary, is that, that these Hollywood studios need to relax a little bit on what their expectations are when it comes to payment. I mean, come on, it's an outdoor theater. Oh, yeah. that I mean, that's a whole topic of its own is just the studio system and some of the, the rates and, and, uh, and the requirements and the terms, they call it. Um, make it tough for some of these venues. It's absolutely true. And there's a lot of, you know, a lot of focus on that right now and figuring out what, you know, what is this theatrical experience going to be? And at least this year, there's a lot more new movies coming out. So that will help everybody. Is it is it just an everyday thing for a lot of these uh, outdoor theater owners to also have regular movie theaters? Because I know in Baden, North Carolina, uh, that gentleman says, I, I, don't, I don't fear anything. He says, if I can't fill up the, you know, the cars inside this, I'm, I'm going to just, it's going to be in my regular theater. There's a few like that. Yeah, there's some some families have um, multiple drive-ins. Um, a handful of them have that, but uh, also another handful of them have an indoor theater as well. Um, so, yeah, sometimes they're just in the movie exhibition business. And um, once they get the bug and have one location, they want to get others. <laughs> now, one of the things I want the listeners to really pay attention to uh, when they watch back to the drive-in, you, they need to watch the background, especially when you showcase the, 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 uh, the gate to come into the because the businesses that were built around that drive-in there was always like a mcdonald's there was something that we're going to get these people before they go into that movie theater tonight yeah believe me that's a strategy right that they're because <laughs> you're not supposed to bring in outdoor food because right. really the, the bread and butter of the revenue is the snack bar they don't make that much off the ticket sales so it is important to not bring move, you know, bring your own food in, and or if you bring some, also go to the snack bar. Um, that's really one of the most important ways to support the drive-in. But also, most of these drive-ins, when they were built, they were by themselves. They were on the outskirts of the town, and then a lot of, you know, the town grew out to the drive-in. So now a lot of them are 
um, covered in, you know, they're just, everything's built up all the, all around them, but it wasn't that way when they were built. Um, which is pretty interesting. What did you personally learn from this journey? Because I mean, there's a story in every drive-in and it's like, it's like, I, I think you could have turned this into a 12 part series. I probably could, right? You could just go deeper. Well, the thing for me, um, when I got on the road and, and I'm based in Los Angeles, I drove cross country wow. to make this trip, went all the way out to Cape Cod and back. And I thought it would be a different story at each drive-in depending where they were located or if they had one screen or seven screens or if they were brand new or if they were really old. I tried to pick a cross section of drive-ins and after I went to three or four of them, I realized they're all telling me the same thing. They're all having the same issues. They're all having a hard time getting employees. They're all having mm-hmm. you know, uh, customer issues because they're, they've been cooped up in their house and they don't know how to behave when they go back out <laughs> into society. And you know, they were having supply chain problems. They couldn't get pop- popcorn containers or they couldn't get their nacho cheese. And it was really, I I didn't expect that. I thought I would get different stories depending on all these different factors, but nope, it was all the same. And I thought that was really remarkable how, you know, things are more alike than different. (laughs) Wow. So where can people go to find out more about you? Because I I don't think this journey's over for you. you. You are too connected to this. Yeah, well, this is actually is my second movie about drive-ins. I made one a decade ago about the whole history of drive-ins and then how they came to be. Um, but um, yeah, uh, the movie comes out on VOD March 14th, so it'll be anywhere that you can rent or buy a new movie. And um, yeah, I might, who knows, I might do another one on this topic at some point, or like you said, it could become a multi-part series. That would be fun. I would, I would love to dig into it further. But um, yeah, I, I have a fascination with drive-ins for sure. <laughs> Definitely dig deeper into the person that sneaks in, you know, in, in, in you know, because that was one of the, the conversations my wife and I got into. It was it was based on are they paying by the car or are they paying by the person? When I was a kid, we paid by the person to get into the drive-in, so we would sneak in, we would hide under things. Yeah, that's a that's a story, right? That people used to do that all the time. Um, you know, it just depends on the drive-in. A few of them still do carload pricing, or they have special nights where they do that. But mostly, the studios like those individual ticket sales, so it is individual ticket sales. And and people do sneak in. There there is actually a point in in this documentary where they're talking about someone, and I didn't want to show the violator on camera, but they're like, you know, he snuck in. He came in the exit. <laughs> Love it. So it's still going on now (laughs) april you got to come back to this show anytime in the future the door is always going to be open for you all right well this is a great conversation thanks for having me Will you be brilliant today okay all right you too thanks